Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Try picturing a troll. You know, the ones on Facebook. Do you imagine a person maybe working in an office that looks like a call center? Someone who probably did not finish college. In some cases, in most cases, they operate within PR firms, advertising firms, digital agencies. And there's a certain level of prestige even to these kinds of jobs. Jonathan Ong is a disinformation researcher at Harvard University and the University of Massachusetts Amherst. He has been studying troll accounts and fake news in the Philippines and its role in the elections. Some of these kinds of work would be open secrets. Pero of course, kailangan secret pa din, di ba? Dahil nakakahiya din kung malaman kung sino talaga yung mga politicians working with specific PR firms that we associate with certain corporate brands. I'm Kat Ventura, Puma Podcast. In this episode of Teka Teka, we go behind the scenes at some of these disinformation network operations. The head troll isn't, you know, like a low-income person. This person operates from a very respectable corporate boardroom. They handle corporate accounts, usually, and also mix it up with political clients. So, lesson number one. Trolls are not what we imagine them to be. They are often professional PR strategists who have the tools and expertise. These are people who can brand a politician in the same way that they can brand a sports drink. Except this time, they aren't just building up a client. They are also tearing an opponent down. They can switch between a corporate account and a political client based on the season. And they use industry jargon and metrics. So they have a lot of like tools for advertising and PR to monitor reach and engagement. They're obviously well-versed in the logics and strategies of branding. And they transpose that kind of thinking to people, to politicians. They package politicians in a certain way. Let us introduce you to Danny. That's not his real name, and we're doing this to protect him. Danny is a journalism graduate from a prestigious university. He got a job as a PR associate back in 2015, around the time of the filing of the Certificates of Candidacy for the 2016 national and local elections. He did not know what he signed up for, and only later found out that the client he was going to handle is a politician running for mayor. I only realized it during the latter part of the work, of the engagement, that the firm keep or maintain several profiles on Facebook and they are implementing or taking advantage of ways to circumvent Facebook's fair use policy. But at that time, since I was a fresh graduate, I was pretty young, I didn't really have the 
power or energy to say or speak against or speak ill. I just realized it one day na parang there's something going on. It, it, just, it doesn't feel right. You know those memes and art cards you always see flying around Facebook bashing this or that candidate? Yeah, Danny was overseeing the production of those. Ang nangyari would be, we would lift off even like, you know, old articles, old press releases from the internet or from the newspapers or tabloids. Whatever you know about, we would reuse that content and then make a meme out of it that we would, you know, they would really twist it in such a way na exaggerated na. This is a common narrative Jonathan and his team got from their research on the architects of network disinformation. Troll work is not a job you sign up for. Oftentimes, you end up going along with it because of the pay or the pressure from the workplace. A lot of these trolls were in a way kind of forced to do this kind of work once they became part of legitimate and respectable, so-called respectable ad agencies. In our study, we had also interviewed somebody who was a legislative staffer in the Senate for a politician. But at the same time, it was election season and everyone was expected to open fake accounts in the office. And parang my level of intimidation pa doon from the chief of staff na parang wala naman kayong pakisama kung hindi kayo mag-open ng fake account on Facebook. So what we're trying to shade in here is that troll work is not a matter of good and evil. It's not a matter of us and them. There's so many gray areas that we need to kind of think about. And I think what we're trying to show here is how pervasive and normalized and unexpected where the entry points are, where the boundaries are. And I think that's why we need to have like a more open conversation and also not always jump at that, oh, we're going to stigmatize these um, particular people. If you want to hear the rest of this story, listen to Catch Me If You Can on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Episode 1 about trolls is out now. The project is funded by Internews and hosted by Jonathan Ong and co-hosted by myself, Kat Ventura. This episode was edited by Presh Capistrano. Maraming salamat po. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.